You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And I'm not totally sure all my feelings have been squeezed out of me yet, Daniel. Is that... Oh, oh you got more in there? Is I got... That... Well... There's these weird sensation things of every time I walk past a wall, I want to put my fist through it. What is that called? Uh, I believe that's called rage, okay. and it okay. is uh, it's a side effect of being a Georgia fan and a Braves fan uh, these days. It's not a great combination. Shout out to all of our listeners who are not Braves fans. Take us with you. Take us. Show us the how way. Do we, how do we go to there? Where do we? Where can we sign up can we for anything Freddy? else? How do I kidnap Freddie and bring him with us? Okay. Uh, uh, much as much as we wish it was, this is not a Braves podcast. No. It is a Georgia podcast. No, no. It is a Georgia podcast. And Daniel, this podcast is for fans by fans. That's why we started this podcast. You and I started talking about games endlessly to each other. And then we thought, why don't we do this with microphones in front of us and have other people bemoan being the laughingstock of the SEC every week we play Alabama together. So this is why we're mm-hmm. here. Um, this podcast is not for gurus or insiders or paywalls or anything like that. Uh, this is for fans by fans, Daniel. That's right. Uh, real takes from real fans. Uh, we feel good sometimes. We feel bad sometimes. Highs and lows, ups and downs, ins and outs. I'll let you guess uh, where we're it's, at right now. It's all... It's all the feelings, it's all the buckets, and we welcome you along for the ride. Thank you so much for being here. If you are new to the show and you're a Georgia fan, we think that you're in the right place. Thank you uh, for just hitting that subscribe button. That's all that we really ask you to do. As Clint said, we're never going to try to lure you behind a paywall uh, because, honestly, that would be creepy. And so instead, we're just going to ask that you subscribe to this podcast because we are here five days a week talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, and so even on the days when you're feeling meh, a little uh, unenthusiastic about a conversation about George football, uh, we'll still be here. And so if you want to just check in with us, you can. You'll get the, uh, the episodes downloaded right to your phone or wherever you consume podcasts from. If you like the show, you can leave us a rating or a review. We really do appreciate that. Thank you to the uh, the, the, a bunch of you have done that, uh, recently and a bunch of you have done that, uh, since the beginning of the show. And we really do appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, particularly on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can do that. It really helps us out. It helps other people find the show. And when other people find the show, you know, some things when, when more people find out about it, it gets worse. <clears throat> that, it's true. You, you've got a thing and it's like kind of your thing. And when the more people find out about it, the worse it gets. It's like true. it gets too crowded and it gets too – that's not the way that it works with podcasts. No, not here. Uh, your experience doesn't change whatsoever. Uh, it just helps us out. Uh, and so if you want to help us out, that's a way that you can do that. You can tell a friend about the show uh, and all of that as well. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Thank you to all of you who have emailed us uh, so far this week. We do appreciate them. Uh, and if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do that at Dogs Podcast. We, always, as always, love to correspond with you there. Uh, Clint, we got several things uh, we're going to talk about today. I've got a rant 
I think we're going to save that for the end. So, but oh, just a, that's a taste of things to come. I've got, I've been stirring up some feelings inside me and they're about to come out. So, uh, where should we start though? Here's where we're going to start. This is a, uh, impromptu bye week. All of a sudden, a bye week was thrust upon us. Uh, we didn't that's, want it. We didn't call for we it. We didn't want it. We didn't ask for it. Uh, and we didn't we need it. We didn't need it. We wanted to get back at it. We wanted to chop some more wood. We wanted to get back pop pads so we can get this ugly taste out of our mouth. And yet, Daniel, the ugly taste remains. No amount of gum, no brushing the teeth will get this out. The only thing that's going to get it out is playing another team and taking out the rage on them instead of the bathroom wall that I've been hitting for over mm. two weeks mm-hmm. or two days now. So, yeah. Uh, I ask you, Daniel, this bye week, how uh, how do you think fans are dealing with this silent period of no games from UGA? You know, I think there's a there's a common commonly held perception out there. I, I think this might surprise you. My opinion about this: there's a commonly held perception out there. I think that a bye week coming off of a loss for a fan is brutal because it's just all you have to do is sit around and think about that loss. Now, if our next game were against Florida, then I would agree. I would want it to sure. be this week, and I would want to get right back out there so that I could get this taste out of them. But let me just tell you something right now. Beating Kentucky is going to do nothing for the taste in my mouth. It's it's not even going to impact it a little. Now it might impact it a little. But the reality is is that I just I'm going to need some time to elapse. And so I'm going to tell you this I think from a fan's perspective, it's actually nice to have a bye week right now because the pressure's off this weekend. You don't even have to really watch college football. You go do something else. You go to the outlet malls. You do whatever it is that you need to get done. That's a curious uh, first I, thing out of your mouth, Daniel. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. You want to score some screaming deals on some crate and barrel? Like, you go go get after it. Uh, listen, a bye week coming off of a loss is good in the sense that it gives you an extra week to get back to some level of I want to see football. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like we mm. need to get in that off-season mentality where we are craving football. Right now, I don't want to see this Georgia team play. I don't I didn't care for it the last no. time I did. I need great. I need an extended break. And so a bye week actually comes at a good time for me, Clint. Daniel, uh, that's great to hear. How do you think now, – now, I'll, I'll put this out there. You think it's coming at a good time for you. As a team, for the players and Kirby and the coaches, um, I, I love the bye weeks right here. I love this bye yeah, week for the team. I this agree. is ideal for them. Go ahead, get your mind right. Go ahead, get some position battles going. If you don't think this week uh, that every single position – like Kirby come in on Monday and there's no depth chart. Like that, that board white, you know, like, mm-hmm. let, I don't know. Let's go scrimmage one-on-ones or whoever we have on whoever we have and see who's going to win. And if you can prove it to me this week, great. Get your butt up out in Kentucky. Let's play that game. Let's show what you did there in practice here. And then we'll keep going from there. I, I think this is a fantastic time for a bye week for our team, which I'm thankful that Florida just can't stop kissing each other. 
and uh, it's well one one of them in particular and she's not even uh, a part of the coaching staff or the roster well daniel and yet there she is and yet and yet and yet listen we can't we're not telling you that it was or we're not telling you that it was brady quinn who started the coronavirus pandemic in gainesville but we're only telling you that there's no way to know that it wasn't. I can't all definitively say that. That's all we're saying, people. <laughs> um, Daniel, this well, listen, uh, sometimes, Clint, it's a bye week. And, and on a bye week, what we're saying, really, is that you just want to chill. Like sometimes. As you're on the on, outlet mall. Uh, before you go to the outlet mall. Before you head to the outlet malls, don't drink need, and drive. So let's just get that right out in the open. <laughs> let's get right out in the before open. Before you get in the car. Sure, you take yourself an Uber or something to That's the right. uh, to the outlet malls. Um, uh, Coors Light is literally made to chill. When when life is going and everything feels like it's go go go, you've got work, you've got friends, you've got family, you've got a million social issues that are pressing on you. You've got expectations coming from everywhere. Sometimes you just need a moment to chill, and the beer to reach for when you need a moment to chill is Coors Light. It is. Made to watch football and chill, Clint. That's that's the reason mm, that like they want, made the substance. I, I want, you I want every part saying? of that to chill and watch football and drink something. It's, Sign me up. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, and as I said, literally made to chill. It is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, which is a bold claim, Look, Clint. That's a high bar. If you've ever been, they're there, backing it. High. They're backing it up. They're backing it up. That's what we're saying to you. And so uh, Coors Light is the one that we choose when we want to unwind. And so when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. You can get Coors Light and its new look, new packaging, delivered straight to your door. You don't even have to go leave your house to get it. You get it delivered straight to your door if you go to get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, the beer that is made to chill, celebrate responsibly from Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. If you don't want to chill, Daniel, you're saying to yourself, look, chilling's great, but I'm more of a workout guy or gal, mom, dad, on the go, okay? So chill time's over. There's a time and a season for everything. There's a time to rejoice, time to be sad, Mm. time to live. Wow, here we go. I mean... The the robe and the candle, it's all here. Also, to here everything, with me. turn, turn, turn. I believe is also the next with one. me. That's right. Um, is uh, built bar. Built bar is the tastiest protein bar that you've ever had in your entire life. We know that we can say that because we've tasted them. They're fantastic. Flavors are out of this world. They are. I haven't had a bad one yet, and I don't think I'll ever have a bad one because Built Bar keeps on pumping these guys out. They are tasty. They are soft. They are high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar. It's going to be the protein bar that gets you going as you're on the go from kids' soccer games or to the gym or back from the gym. It's going to help you keep off the weight or begin to lose the weight as a meal replacement or an added exercise uh, protein bar. Go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com. Let them know we sent you by putting in Locked On, the promo code. You'll get 20% off your order. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for 20% off. Daniel, you have a rant coming, and I'm very I have a rant coming. Okay. But may I take this opportunity to rant myself, if oh. I can? A double rant, a day double rant on the pod. 
And you can Double add to this, rant. this is, My rant's going to be super short and super quick, and here's the rant. Okay. I'm ready. I'm listening. Do I believe that Stetson Bennett IV, Cumberbatch okay. Jr., mm-hmm. is going to win Heisman? No, I don't. Do I think he's the best quarterback to come through our program? No. Do I think he's top 10? No, I don't, Daniel. This is not me defending Stetson Bennett as the the premier quarterback in the SEC. Okay. Here's what I'm defending. I'm defending everybody else in in the world saying that they know definitively what's going to happen if JT Daniels comes in and or, or Dwan. Or whoever comes in, sure, takes over, and they say, "No, no, this is gives, this gives us our best chance." And here's here's where I'm going to go to try to start this off, and then I'm going to end on a high note. So, so I'm going to rant for a little bit, and I'm going to end on a high note. Okay. Uh, we say, "No, no, we want JT Daniels. He's going to be our he's going to be our hope. He's going to be our savior." First of all, how many times have you said that, Georgia fan? No. Oh, just... How many times have you said as a quarterback, "This person will become our savior"? Yep. Too many to count, okay? so Too many times. Too many to count. In my six years as being a fan, Daniel, it's too Mm -hmm. many to count for me, okay? All right. Yep. Uh, Secondly, you want to say, no, no, JT's our boy. We're going to ride and die with him. May I remind you that he has close to a three to two touchdown to interception ratio in his entire collegiate career. In the Pac-12. Is that yeah, good? Yeah. Oh, do the Pac-12 are they they good at the defense? pac 12s not good at defense. Don't know what it is. Not good at football. They don't know what that is. Have no clue no. what that. It is a it is a parade where people come into an oval shaped attending area and watch. People oh, they run make around. every they make everything out of flowers. That's exactly right. That's yeah, what see, it is. And they okay, and they drive them down the street. That's right. And that's Pac-12 see, football. You know, just so we're clear. Yeah, uh, JT Daniels. Did not excel in that with wide receivers that you and I have been on this before. Wide receivers at USC were just absolutely bonkers insane. Okay. So with bonkers talent, he had three to two touchdown to interception ratio. So my first rant is this. Don't tell me JT Daniels is going to be because we haven't seen it. So don't go down that road. He might be. I, I don't know, but, but go ahead and put, pull the horses back. Okay. Here's my second point. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to list for you. How many losses Alabama has had in the past five years? Okay. Okay. 2019, how many losses do they have, Daniel? Do you remember? They had the one? They had they had two, LSU and two. Then Auburn. Uh, oh, Auburn you know, beat them, yes, as well. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, really quick, who, who, who's quarterback of Auburn? Daniel? Who's, is he, is he oh. exceptional? His name's Bo Nix, and he is a longtime friend of the show. Longtime friend of the show. Longtime friend of the show. What's up? Shout out to hashtag Locked on Auburn. Hashtag uh, quarterback of the future. What up, guys? Hashtag, hashtag all our dream, Bo makes all our dreams come true. Um, yeah, okay. I, okay. Okay. Well, that's so, an interesting That's an interesting thought. So, okay. Bo Nix beat Alabama. Tell me you would rather have Bo Nix than anybody. Again, we've been on. No, keep Bo. Anybody. Anybody. Okay. The next, now we're going to, I'm going to take out Clemson because that's just what, no, we can't do that game. Clemson being Alabama, we're not doing the game. The previous year, okay, Daniel? Okay. They had one loss. They go ahead, win the national Wait, championship. Wait, Clemson or LSU? You, you uh, mean LSU? Uh, sorry. LSU. 
I'm, I'm, ta- LSU. Yeah, I'm taking out all games. Clemson has beaten them in the past five years as well as LSU because those games are abnormalities. That's Joe Burrow. Okay. That's, that's Clemson being Clemson. Sure. The all year right. they beat us in the national championship game, Daniel, they had one loss. That's, yep. Against? To us. Uh, oh, not to us. The uh, year Auburn. they beat us. Yeah, the year they beat us. Uh, yes, against yeah, against Auburn. Who's the quarterback of that team? Jarrett Stidham. Oh no. Oh Jarrett. No. Oh no. It guys. can only be Jarrett, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. What I'm saying is Bo Nix and Jarrett Stidham are now the quarterbacks that have beaten Alabama. Outside. So even if you leave Trevor Lawrence and um sure. and Joe Burrow in there. Sure. Fifty percent of the quarter, the last four quarterbacks to beat Alabama were objective trash. By the way, I'm not, I'm not quite done. I'm gonna go back to 2015. They win the national championship against Clemson in 2015. They lost the third game of the season against then number 15 Old Miss, quarterbacked by none other than Chad Kelly. Okay, now. Okay. Okay. All of you who yelled at me saying that we can't win against Alabama. With Sensen Bennett, look at those quarterbacks that have beaten Alabama. It, look, I'm not advocating for him. Daniel, I've been on this podcast saying, who do we want as quarterback? The one that's going to give us the best chance to win. Is that sure. JT Daniels? Is that, uh, Whatever. Kirby's going to tell us. Todd Monk is going to tell us. What I'm suggesting is please slow down. Pull the horses back a little bit um, on this quarterback. And the last thing before we get to Daniel's rant is this. Uh, of the last five years... Do you know how many losses Alabama has had in the first half of the season of the last five years? Just, I'm just not even. I don't I know. I have no idea. One against oh. Ole Miss in 2015. Okay. All their losses of the past five years have come in the last three to four weeks of the season. Interesting. This is the high so, note I'm leaving you on. The hope as I pull my fist out of the, the drywall. Out of the insulation, mm-hmm. the hope that I give you is if Alabama's going to lose the last five years, statistically, it's in the last four weeks of the season. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, more on a slightly related topic right after this. Daniel, uh, Clint, I cede the floor to you. Clint, the thing is... That you you just kind of casually snuck this in here, and I'm going to speak on behalf of the listeners for a second, and I'm okay. going to say, I'm going to object to you saying, Kirby will, we want the quarterback who's best, who's going to give us the best chance to win, and Kirby will tell us who that is. Mm. Well, good point. Because there is a growing, and I'm going to say borderline rampant mistrust of Kirby Smart to do that exact thing. Justin Fields screams to mind as the primary example, the beacon of light uh, that is that is sitting atop the lighthouse that is people's mistrust of Kirby's ability to the, choose a quarterback. The Jeremy Pruitt finger calling home. He... <laughs> Never forget that Jeremy Pruitt wore that thing on his head, guys. Never forget. Don't allow a day to go by when you forget that Jeremy Pruitt chose to wear that thing on his head. Okay. Um, 
Let me explain to you something that I have heard. Okay. That I have tolerated, but that oh. I can no longer tolerate, Clint. Mm. And that is this phrase. Kirby Smart simply cannot win the big one. Okay? Now, maybe it was a YouTube personality that said this to you, or maybe it was your buddy at the bar, or maybe it was your coworker, or maybe it was somebody on the radio or a podcast or whatever. By the way, but PSA, hold on, buckle in, sit down for this. Yes. If you, if you are a person, and you, I know you, some of you are. Some of you um, who are listening to this podcast, and I mean no disrespect to you, but this is this is a public service announcement from me to you. If you believe that Kirby Smart cannot win the big one, mm-hmm. I present to you the following argument. Mm. All right, Clint, let's first define the terms of the argument. Shall we? Shall we define the terms? Let's define the term big one. Can we do that? Please. Okay. I am going to submit to you a definition of the term big one, and you tell me if you think it's fair. I like this. A big game is a game in which after it is over, if you have lost it, your hopes for the season are ended. That is the definition I am going to present to you of a big game. A big game is a game that when you lose that game... The season effectively is over. Soul-crushing losses are not being able to win the big one. Soul-crushing losses on an entire season that derails Season-ending games that if you lose that game, your season is over. I love this definition. Okay. Well, there's an alternate definition. We'll get to that at the end. Okay? But let's just go with this definition for a second. Okay? 2016... We're not going to take that. Like, we're going to throw that out. Please. 2016 was a trash year, and it was a weird year, and everything was up in the year. So we're just going to go the last three seasons plus this season. Okay? Clint, we've defined the terms. Did we pl- Have we played any big games yet in 2020? Uh, not soul-crushing. No. Season-ending? Have nope. the, any nope. of our hopes and dreams shattered? Everything's before us. Okay, so... By definition, that you just agreed to, Mm -hmm. this game with Alabama, not a big game. Okay? Great. 2019, did we play any big games? Oh, yeah. We did. I would submit to you that we played one big game. It was the SEC Championship game. There it is. It was against LSU. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, certainly. By no one's standard, not a big game. No one's standard. Uh, freak loss. Uh, SC Championship game versus LSU. Kirby did not win the big game. 0-1 so far in big games. Kirby Smart. Okay. 2018, did we play any big games, Clint? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, we did. One, by this definition, the, the, the 2018 SEC Championship game against go? Alabama. One game that had... Season-altering ramifications should we have lost it, and we did lose it. Kirby, 0-2 now in big games. 2017, Clint, did we play any big games? Yes, sir. Yeah. 2017, we played three big games. We played the SEC Championship game. Okay. 
lose it, and the season is over. Go home. Did we lose it? No. No. We played the Rose Bowl, lose it, and the season is over. Did we lose it? No. No. And we played the national championship game, which we lost. Kirby Smart, by your math and our definition, is 2-3 and three in big games in his Georgia career. He is batting 400 in big games in his Georgia career. So, you tell me if Kirby Smart can't win the big game. But Daniel, you say. Mm-hmm. There are lots of big games. This game with Alabama was a big game. How can you say it wasn't a big game? It was number two versus number three. This was a huge game. It was a big game. Okay. Well, what about the Florida game last year? Daniel, what I, about the Florida game the year you, before why that? Why are you including the Florida games in this big game? Because we lose what that, about, we don't win the East, we don't go to the SEC championship. Exactly. How about the fact you ask yourself this question? When you define big game as a season-altering game with season-ending ramifications. Correct. How about the fact that for the last three years, Kirby Smart has put us in a position to play at least one of those games every year? Clint, let me ask you, how many big games did Florida play last year? Uh, Quick math here. Oh, The answer is none under Dan Mullen whatsoever. How many big games did Auburn play in 2019 or 2018? How many big games did LSU play in 2017 or 2018? How many big games did Alabama play last year? The answer is none Mm -hmm. by that definition. Mm -hmm. You could maybe count the LSU game. As a big game for Alabama, in which case you should count the Florida game for the last three years, which would make Kirby Smart's record in big games significantly better. Kirby Smart is eight and five against top ten teams, Clint. He's eight and five against top ten AP top ten teams. That is well over five hundred. It is over six hundred. Sixty percent winning. Eight and five. Clint, against AP top 10 teams. So if you want to define big game that way, go right ahead. Kirby Smart can't win the big game means this. Kirby lost the last game I can remember, and my feelings hurt. That's right. I get it. My feelings hurt too. I'm angry as well. I don't think Kirby Smart makes has made the best coaching decisions both in the game and off the field i have disagreed with many of them on this very podcast so this is not my attempt to uh give kirby a pass and tell you that in kirby we shall trust and we shall never question anything that he dost doeth but for, you, for someone to come out and say, Kirby Smart cannot win the big games, we cannot win a national championship with Kirby Smart because he cannot win the big games, is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Clint, it does not make one bit of sense. Uh, Daniel, it's kind of like saying, um, now again, Georgia fan will remember previous coaches and say these coaches are better. It's like saying uh, my BMW... M5 gets the same gas mileage as your Ford Taurus. 
Therefore, they're the same car. N- no. 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 No, they're not. They're not even close they're to not- the same car. They're you can't take one car. category of things. You can't do that because against big competition, when the game is on the line, Kirby gets us in these positions. Just to your point, LSU had one season. How are they doing this season, Daniel? How's Coach O How's doing? Coach O this season? Oh, wait. How's we're in he, the hunt. How's he doing? They're not. Um, hey, that's not the only takes we're going to have this week. Daniel and I are left to our own devices and our own thoughts because there's no other game. So besides oh. where to get screaming deals on QLED TVs at the outlet mall. <laughs> well, look, uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that I need a new TV. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny. I don't want. I don't want to say where mine is currently at. Um, it is not where it once was. Let's just say that. Uh, hey, come back tomorrow where we will be talking all things UGA once more. This podcast is locked on Bulldogs for fans by fans. We'll see you guys in. See ya.